Welcome to this edition of Code Talk, the concise podcast to help you get to know the National Electrical Code. I'm your host, Frank Seiler, based in Spokane, Washington, and today's episode is just a small section, namely Part 4 of Article 250, Grounding and Bonding. And this one pertains to enclosure, raceway, and service cable connections. Enclosures, raceways, service cables. And there are two important things in this section that are sometimes missed, and it's really important to understand when and where these apply. Before we get into these three paragraphs of information, it's good to recall the differences between grounding and bonding, and also the difference between a grounded versus grounding conductor. I invite you to go to episode 22 for a much deeper dive into these differences, but for now let's just make a couple of statements based on the way that it's presented in the National Electrical Code. Ground is earth, and grounding is the connection of a system or object to the earth or conductive body that extends that earth connection. The function of grounding, as stated in the NEC, is related to voltage and minimizing voltage differences between a potentially energized surface and the dirt that you're standing on. It also serves as a way to stabilize a system voltage by providing a ground or zero volt reference and also a way to discharge an unintentional overvoltage that originates from an external source, like a lightning strike. Bonding, on the other hand, and this is paraphrased, bonding is making a secure connection between metal parts. In most cases, these are not normally current carrying, but in a faulted condition, these bonding connections do carry current, sometimes many, many times more than the circuit current that they're associated with under normal operation. And if an overcurrent device is ahead of this fault, proper bonding is key to permitting the overcurrent device to clear the fault quickly. Bonding, in short, is related to current. And sometimes, the same conductor performs both functions. This is true of the equipment grounding conductors. That's the topic for next week's podcast. In the NEC, the grounding conductor ING, grounding, is the one that connects to the earth or extends that earth connection. The grounded conductor, ED, grounded, is a conductor that this grounding has happened to. In most systems, that will be the system neutral. The system neutral is current carrying, but it is also safe to touch because it has been grounded. And hence the difference in terminology, grounding versus grounded conductor. And lastly, we also want to remember some basic physical laws of conductors. If I have a conductor that serves as the normal current pathway, right, my hot conductor, or perhaps my neutral coming back, and then I connect another conductive item in parallel, some of the current will also travel on that. And if we do that incorrectly, the code calls that objectionable current. For example, at the main service, we bond the neutral, the grounding system, 
and the enclosure together with the main bonding jumper. If we were to do the same thing, at a downstream panel, a sub-panel, some of the neutral current would return from the sub-panel to the main power panel over the equipment grounding conductor, because it's a parallel path, and that is certainly not desirable. Hence, we leave the green bonding screw out of the sub-panel, but we do run it all the way in at the main panel. So why am I giving this reminder? Well, there are a couple of instances where a similar event could occur in installations that are described in Part 4 of Article 250. So, if you're following along, we will check in starting at 250.80. 250.80, Service Raceways and Enclosures. What are these? Well, these are metal enclosures and raceways that house the conductors between the electrical utility and the first overcurrent device that provides electrical protection at our premise wiring system. So it states that metal enclosures and raceways for service conductors and equipment shall be connected to the grounded, read neutral, system conductor if the electrical system is grounded, or to the grounding electrode conductor for electrical systems that are not grounded. Again, if you go back to an earlier episode, we talked about the differences between grounded and ungrounded systems. And then we get some exceptions. So one of the exceptions is this. The first one says metal components that are installed in a run of underground non-metallic raceways and are isolated from possible contact by a minimum cover of 18 inches, 18 inches of dirt on top of that, to all parts of the metal components shall not be required to be connected to the grounded system conductor, supply side bonding jumper, or grounding electrode conductor. Okay, what are they talking about here? Quite often the utility will spec the following. If we have an underground run, we're providing PVC conduit for the utility to pull their wire in. They might ask for the sweeps, or the 90s, to not be PVC. So what are our options? Well, our options would be to run either rigid or IMC conduit, which of course is metal, but you can't burn the pull rope through it. Or we could use resin-reinforced conduit, which is fiberglass-based. And again, you can't burn a rope through that. That is readily available in some parts of the country. Others, I've never seen it in. So it kind of depends on what the utility likes. If it is metal, and the metal elbow comes up close to the surface, and sometimes a sweep will come, come up right into the transformer enclosure, or will come up to grade level if it's a... a wide radius sweep, then we have to bond it, even if the rest is PVC. That isolated piece of metal has to be bonded. Once it has 18 inches of dirt or cover over top of it, it's considered to be out of reach in case it gets energized. It's considered grounded by itself. 250.84 is entitled Underground Service Cable or Raceway. The title is actually a little bit incomplete. It's implying that that raceway encloses a service cable. So part A is underground service cable. If we have a cable that carries the hots and neutrals for a service conductor, but it has a sheath or armor of metal around it, then that metal also serves as a conductor. And so the language that's presented here for both underground service cable, or that's metallically jacketed, or B, underground service raceway, where you've got a metal raceway that contains a service cable, is the following, that in either case, 
if we were to both have a neutral in the system, which is rebonded at both the transformer and at the main service enclosure, that we don't necessarily have to bond both ends of that metal jacket or that metal raceway. Why? Because if we do, right, if the neutral is bonded at the transformer, and then we connect the metal object to it, of course the neutral goes there, but if the raceway also connects to it, and we repeat the process at the main service entrance disconnect, then we have a parallel path. In other words, the conduit or the jacketing of the cable is going to be carrying part of the neutral current, a good part of the neutral current. The jacketing or the, the raceway itself is probably not quite as conductive as the conductor that's intended, the neutral conductor that's intended in the cable, but that's going to get carry a good portion of it. So while it's not prohibited from being bonded, and the reason is because there's no overcurrent device in play here, it's not prohibited from being bonded, it isn't the best idea. If we can avoid it, we want to avoid having the raceway or jackets or enclosures carrying part of the neutral current under normal operation. It's just not the, you know, the best practice. And that brings us to 250.86. Other conductor enclosures and raceways. Other than what? Uh, other than service. And it goes on to state that except as permitted by 250.112i, metal enclosures and raceways for other than service conductors shall be connected to the equipment grounding conductor. Okay, let's unpack this real quick. Except as permitted by 250.112i, that those are low voltage and limited energy installations. So if we've got a Cat5 cable running through and it's enclosed in a metal raceway from beginning to end, no, you don't have to get some kind of a grounding conductor out of the cable and bomb that to the, to the raceway. So that's for low voltage installations. Uh, the other part, except as permitted by 250.112i, metal enclosures and raceways for other than service conductors. If they're at line voltage, what is other than service conductors? Those are feeders and branch circuits. Feeders and branch circuits both have overcurrent protection on them, fuses or breakers, and they will carry an equipment grounding conductor. In some cases, the metal enclosure or raceway is the equipment grounding conductor. But if it's not, then somewhere it has to have a connection to the equipment grounding conductor. That way, just in case the metal gets energized by something inside of it, some circuitry, that it has a complete path, again, a low ohm path, so that the overcurrent device is able to trip out, let us know that we have a ground fault. And then there are some exceptions to it. The one exception that we want to highlight is this. If we have a short section of a metal enclosure or raceway, that's just there for support or physical protection of a cable assembly. It might be a stub up or it might be a stub through between two floors or something like that. And we, uh, we put a piece of, of rigid, rigid conduit or metal tubing in there. We don't have to go to great lengths to provide a grounding conductor to that. Short sections of raceways, and it kind of depends on your AHJ or, or where you are, how that is interpreted. We, uh, we do have some guidance in chapter 9 table 1 and there it talks about a, a stub up that you know, might go from 
uh, a box to above the T-bar ceiling. That's considered a short section of raceway. The area that I work in, a 10-foot section, a 10-foot stub is considered a short section of raceway, but if there are, is more than a 10-foot run, then it's considered as a raceway. So it, this is not well defined in, in the code book. But it says short sections of raceways or metal enclosures that only provide support or physical protection for cables shall not be required to be connected to the equipment grounding conductor. The NEC handbook concludes this section by providing some additional information and it states this. Connectors, couplings, or other similar fittings that perform mechanical and electrical functions, I think that part is key, must ensure bonding and grounding continuity between the fitting, the metal raceway, and the enclosure. Metal enclosures must be grounded so that when a fault occurs between an ungrounded or hot conductor and ground, the potential difference between the non-current carrying parts of the electrical installation is minimized, thereby reducing the risk of shock. And that concludes part four of article 250. So thank you so much for listening to this edition of Kotak. Next week, we will work with part five, equipment grounding conductors. I hope you got value out of this podcast and ask that you please share it around. And if you found this episode on a site other than our website, please go to www.inw-training.com for the lecture notes to this and other episodes. I'll try to get the ones for this episode up here in the next couple of days. And I also want to remind you of a new monthly feature. Uh, starting this month, end of this month, Code answers to questions from our listeners. And you can find the button to leave your code question on the main page of our website. Until then, please take care. Thank you for listening. This is your host, Frank Seiler, signing off from Spokane, Washington.